Hello and welcome to this week's Diz After Dark Endgame Special. Jack, you're excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm just so. I'm so excited that I just, just want to watch it right now. Grace, are you yeah. excited? Yeah. For what? What? Who's going to die? Predictions. What? You're going to die. Yeah, because I'm so excited. Okay. So Jack's going to die. I'm excited to see Captain Marvel come in. Are you excited? I'm so excited. And I just can't That's hide Captain Marvel. It. It's the old version I'm of Captain Marvel. I'm about to watch Avengers and I think I like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I think Thanos is going to die. Say cue the music. Cue the music. Oh, hi, Craig. Fancy seeing you here? I can't go the pictures on my own without bumping into you. What are you here to see, Craig? Avengers Endgame. Oh my goodness, so am I. Oh, what seat number are you? Right next to you. Get out. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd left you in Epcot. After dark, this, this, this after dark. Well, I don't know if my stomach made the uh, the podcast or not, but anyway, hello and welcome <laughs> to another edition of This After Dark. Uh, I am horse in the throat, and uh, this week I am joined by some of your favourite regulars. So I'll start off with Mr. P. Dubs for Washington. Hello, hello, sir. Uh, we are also joined by Ryan. Good evening. I'm sorry, you, you're not quite up to the level yet of having surname or nickname status, but you're working up up to it. That's fine. Yeah. Most of my nicknames are terrible, so let's let's stick with that. <laughs> and finally, on this week's episode, we have Mr. D. I am Groot. So that means, of course, that Amber will be extremely happy because her favourite member of the team is on the show. Yeah, she doesn't like the rest of us. No, just Mister 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 Day. Yeah, unbelievable, Amber. After all the time I spent with you at the Magic Kingdom. What is it? This is a thing because I, I mean, I remember um, I met her and her her ex boyfriend, now husband, um, in London when they came over a couple of years back, and um, I think I just mentioned it tongue in cheek. You know, like, oh, do you have a favourite member of the team? And she was like, yeah, Mister Day. I was like, for fuck's sake, I'm sitting here. So look, I mean, so there's there's two things. Number one is Amber's obviously got taste, and number two really? is she hasn't actually met me, so <laughs> I would, I would, I would crush their expectations. Hey, to be fair, she she, she met me and she still talks to me now, so I can't have been that bad. And I, I thought I might have done that. So anyway, anyway, special hello to Amber. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, if you also want to have a special mention on this After Dark or any of the other After Dark Network podcasts, get in touch. Um, or, or say something nice to us publicly. That normally works. Um, well, pop me pop me a fiver in, in PayPal. That works as well. Oh, <laughs> what are you, a Malaby? So um, <laughs> we've got a lot to talk about this week. It's been a, a very big week for some things so 
uh, I suppose we should really crack on. And the best way of cracking on, of course, is by a round of what everybody is drinking. So I'll start in the order that I announced. Uh, P does, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm on the good old H2O this evening. Hello, 2O. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. And Ryan, what are you on tonight? I'm also on H2O. I've been really boring this week. Oh, my God. Mr. D, come on, say the day. Mine looks like H2O because it's a clear liquid, but it doesn't smell uh, like H2O. I'm still on the G&T. Gin, so, gin, 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 Yes. <laughs> however, um, where, I'm, I'm, where I'm going for variety, because I've got a big bottle of gin and tonic I'm trying to consume. Yep. Doing a pretty good job of it, I've got to say. Podcast help. Good. Um, but I'm varying the tonic. So tonight I'm on Fever Tree mm. Clementine Tonic Water with Cinnamon. Ooh. Oh, I've had. You Can you I've... hear that? Yep. Ooh. Yep. Definitely. That is water coming out of a glass bottle. Um, I've had the I've had the regular, and I think I had some kind of lemon one as yeah. well, maybe. There's many different types. I've only yeah, tried is, yeah. aromatic and this one so far. Oh, I think I might have had the aromatic one as well, actually. Right, I quite like that. Yeah, I'm working my way through it. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what you know. If you've got a plain gin, it works. But if you've got a flavoured gin, then mm. a bit of a taste clash. Well, but yeah, you know, um, I agree. So I've been saving this for a while because uh, this is a beer bought with Ryan. Um, I'm drinking a can of Desperado. So nice. I'm going to go and pour it into my Budweiser glass because it's the only branded, branded, branded beer glass I've got. And it's not unlike that one I had to pour the other week, that Belgian one you got, you may buy. This one isn't pouring out of anywhere near as uh, lively ahead, so it's all good. Uh, Ryan, honestly, man, if you could see this pint, you would be well impressed. It's a nice, slightly foamy but quite small head. It's very good. Anyway. Oh, I'll tell you what I was, I was, uh, when I was in the last recording we had, I was in Manchester, right? And I was with a friend of mine. Um, we traveled up together and he, he poured his drink and right in front of the barman as well. And it was like half head. Oh my God. And he's up, you know, up North as well. So really, really embarrassing to be two Southern softies up in Manchester mm. and watching him pour a pint like that. I had to walk away. I'm not surprised. I hope you left him there, and I hope no one knows where he is now. Two weeks <laughs> he's on. Gone. Yeah. He's gone. That's what it, that's Somewhere what in Manchester, says. in different places. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. So, um, let's start the show now as we do... Uh, well, as we do now. We're never used to, but this is how we do things now with the first segment, which is part news. The Dad Disney Parks News Roundup is sponsored by WP Magic Journeys. To find great prices for your next Disney holiday, as well as letting someone take the stress out of booking your fast passes and your dining reservations, contact Wendy at wpmagicjourneys.com or WP Magic Journeys on social media. Mention Diz After Dark for a $25 off your deposit. It is the smart way to book your dream Disney holiday. So, 
who wants to go first? I know people have got some stories, so anyone want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first, whichever. I'll go second then. (laughs) What I love was that British thing of there being a pause. Yeah, and And then then, we both say it. (laughs) And it it just shows you who would cave in for us to be me and P Dabs. (laughs) It's got to be something to do pause. He collapsed to peer pressure fast. <laughs> Mine put himself on mute. He wasn't getting involved at all. No, I'm not getting involved. No. I'm, I'm, I'm too polite. <laughs> Go on, V-dubs. Kick, us, kick us off. So my story is um, we finally have a new fireworks show going in Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Woo! After 14 years, Hello Wishes is Wishes. on its way out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a shame because it's, you know, that is it. You know, we obviously let lost Wishes a few, what was it, two years ago now, three years ago? Wishes. Wishes. Um, so that's it. That That is definitely the, the end of anything Wishes-based. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, final, the final curtain. From nowhere, anyway. Yeah, well, well, yeah. until it comes to the 50th. Yeah, they, and they bring them all back. They've just brought back one in Disneyland, haven't they? They're bringing one back there, I think. Yeah, mm. they br- they're bringing back the one that they did for the 60th. Yeah. Uh, it's coming back. So, you too can watch Hello Wishes for the one-time only price of $200. <laughs> yeah. And buy the special limited edition T-shirt. By the way, there'll be more on that in a minute. Uh, where you can also get one of the used fireworks shells. Oh, yeah, sell them. In a pin. Yeah, they will. They yeah. will sell that in a, in a nice uh, glass box. Yeah, yeah. So we don't have we don't have a name for this. Oh. yeah, they've not named it for some reason. Um, it's going to uh, encompass the uh, state of the art projection mapping that they've been using in yeah. in Happily Ever After. Mm-hmm. Um, all we've got, we've got a little bit of a storyline. Uh, the show will take guests along on a trick-or-treating adventure where four friends, Mickey, Minnie, Donald and Goofy, find themselves drawn into a mysterious haunted house. Mm. I mean, at least bloody make it the mansion, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, you'd think yeah, they'd maybe. say that, wouldn't you? Lazy. It probably will be. I'm no. quite sure it will be. Well, but... they, don't, they won't call it the mansion, though, will they? Because it's... it's uh, is it the mansion in... Disneyland, oh, yeah, 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 but it's the uh, Manor in Disneyland Paris. I don't know. Yes, yeah, Phantom Manor, yeah, yeah. And it's also, so, oh no, I was going to say Mystic Manor, but that's not the same thing, is it? Yeah. Somebody, not too far away from here, bought the tickets for Mickey's Not So Scary this week for October the sixth. I can't believe you told everyone when you're going. One hundred and five dollars. <laughs> yeah. A pop. Jeez. I'm, yeah, I think I've I'm been going looking- on like the 28th or 29th of October and it was like yeah. more than that and yeah it's, I'm, it's nuts. I was looking at next year because we're going to be out there on Halloween it's yeah. $135 right. yeah I think Halloween. that's what I pay for my ticket yeah I mean Ryan with the greatest respect if you're paying $130 or so for a ticket you would want to end up in a coma oh yeah absolutely like if I don't go into some kind of diabetic and um, sugar induced coma then I'm, I've wasted money I, I realise now, in hindsight, maybe I should have specified because, I mean, yes, there are other ways to get into comas. I wasn't suggesting you to get beaten <laughs> to a bloody pulp or something. I, I did mint of the sugar variety, but yeah. I mean, it's just such a lot of money. Um, I mean, it's nuts. I, the thing is, like, I've only done it... I did 
Oh, no, I think I did it. I think we did it in 2007 and 2010. And it, I mean, it's a good night. Like it is well themed and, you know, you get some nice character meet and greets. And I mean, we've all said, haven't we, Boo to You is, you know, possibly the greatest parade that they ever have. Um, but it's still an awful lot of money. I mean, a family of four, you're looking at, you know, four, 450, almost, just over $500, including tax. Yeah. For one night. The, one night. The other thing that they're getting, they seem to be getting away with it. I don't know how really, but, you know, if you look at it, so just picking a week. Um, so they got the, the Mickey's Not So Scary on like a Sunday, a Tuesday, a Thursday, a Friday, right? So if you're like an American family and you're only going for like maybe four nights and you just hit it when there's Halloween parties on, literally, 50% of the time, two nights out of four or three nights out of five, you might not have access to the Magic Kingdom. So you paid all that money for theme park tickets and you can't actually get into the Magic Kingdom in the evening. Yeah, and those, and the, those nights at, at, at Happily Ever After are horrendous that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. So the nights that you can go, and that's the problem we've got, we're actually struggling for nights to get to Happily Ever After. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, those nights are going to be extra ram packed, and they're getting away with it. It's unbelievable, really. And just remind me, because again, I, I've never had to look at it separately. But can you have tickets for Mickey's Not So Scary and not have park tickets? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So really, and um, Bob Iger, now you listen. Um, so if you are listening to this particular episode, you should be, of course. Oh, then- pal, Bobby. <laughs> he doesn't like being called Bobby. He's rolling in, in the, uh, the, uh, the Avengers cash at the moment. Yes. The Avengers when I call him Rab. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Scottish joke. Um, yeah. But if you are listening, I mean, you know, I think the, the I can't say the smart thing because Disney obviously do it and make money, but what I think the nice thing would be to do is for you to add it on as an extra. So let's just say a, a ticket for the event is $130. So ish, hundred to hundred thirty dollars. So if they, even if they turn around and said, if you bought like um, a fourteen day um, annual, uh, not annual ticket, but you know, like the um, ultimate pass, whatever it's called that we get in the yeah. UK, um, you know, if you if you bought that, you could oh. add on for you know one night of that fourteen day experience. One night, one night. Um, you know, for fifty dollars. A, an entry into Mickey's Not So Scary, I think that would be really good. Yeah. Because no matter how fun it is, I couldn't justify another four or $500 for a nighttime party. Especially knowing, you know, in, in my situation, they wouldn't get the most out of it anyway. So, you know, I think it's really bad. But, but if it was a reduced cost because I already had a ticket, I'd probably swallow it. Well, the... The, the crazy thing is, so kind of related to this, is the, I don't know if anyone else wanted to talk about this, but the Disney Villains oh. After Hours event. I was, I was, but crack on. Because it's kind of related, right? So that this is happening from June the 6th until August the 8th on select nights at the Magic Kingdom. It seems very similar to Mickey's Not So Scary. Mm-hmm. It's not too dissimilar in price. In fact, it's $139 plus tax in advance. Or $144 on the event night. And as far as I can see it, so the event runs from uh, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. 
right? So you get not very many, many hours at all for $139. And all they do, they're doing is they've got a 20-minute show. They've got the Maleficent Dragon, which they're like, it's coming out at night for the first time ever. When and, it bursts into flames. Yeah, and a few bits of um, food. It's called um, so it's called Disney Villains something or other. After Hours. Disney Villains After Hours, and you can't even meet a single villain at this event. You know why it's called that, don't you? We send them. Can't a... call it Mickey's Not So Scary. No, we send them a cease and desist. They wanted to call oh. it Villains After Dark, and well, I was like, no, 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 nah, you can't do that. No, I got no. in touch with Troy McClure, and uh, not Troy McClure, Lionel Hutz. <laughs> Fire Troy McClure. So I worked out in the end of the joke. And um, yeah, he sent him a cease and desist. So that is why they've had to change the name of that event. But that, that is madness. That is actually Three hours madness. for $140. $140, wow. Because I mean, at least... Sorry. No, no, I was going to... Go on, Mr. D. Uh, no, I'm scared now. Uh, <laughs> no, at least um, three hours. I mean, that's mad, but... This Mickey's like, um, I don't know what it is, six till... Twelve. Twelve, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if okay, it's expensive, but it does feel like you're getting, you're getting an evening's entertainment. As well. yeah. You're getting sweets yeah. as well. Well, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, I'm going to take special special trousers. I'm going to have a plastic bag, one of those little trick-or-treat bags with a hole in the bottom of it that is channeled into some sweatpants that are tied at the ankles. And so I'm just gonna, as, as they drop the sweets in, they're just gonna filter into my trousers. Oh, you can keep you can keep asking for new bags. Yeah, I know, but cargo pants, right? Cargo me. pants. That's that's all you need. Cargo pants. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm getting my money's worth. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we were talking about only a few months ago the the Toy Story breakfast uh, deal that they have, where you can go and have a buffet breakfast and get early entry into Toy Story Land. And that was what was that? An hour and a half, two hours? No, was it? I think it might be long. It might be two and a half hours. Yeah, actually, like the, the time. I think it's like, like it was like half seven in the morning till ten or something. But um, that was that was like ninety odd dollars. But you got food included. Now again, I, I don't think that's good value for money. But when you're you know when you compare it and for what you're getting for your money, it does sound like a massive ripoff. But we know it's gonna it's gonna shift tickets. Oh, of course it will. But it's just nuts. Like, so they've got this 20-minute show that's ha- happening three times. So that must be on roughly on the hour for three hours. A DJ is going to keep the party going all night, apparently. And there's going to be um, unique food and beverage items, which you have to pay for. Yeah. Um, which It just seems insane. And all of this, it's called Disney Villains, and you can't meet a single villain. That is, to me, just insanity. So apparently also there's going to be some ride overlays. So Space Mountains is going to be invaded by villains and there's going to be some live actors on Pirates of the Caribbean. That is no different to what happened at Mickey's Not So Scary last year. No different at all. No. No. Uh, I mean, it's easy enough to upload a new soundtrack to Space Mountain, I would assume. You just time it to a minute and a bit and record something and push it out for an evening. It's not difficult. Probably right. I'm paying some some guy to go. I be pirate McGee, the one you've never heard of before. For like three hours, it's pretty easy, isn't it? You're not even paying someone to do that. That's just that's just like a normal member of staff in a pirate costume. That's all it is. Yeah, you're not like, hiring. Yo, Jeff, for that. you're doing this tonight. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop washing those dishes. 
Um, been promoted. And you, oh, no, you're not getting paid anymore. It's it's becoming more of a thing, isn't it? Uh, you know, it's clear that it's all about the upsells. A yeah. weird time of year to do it, though. A Disney villain thing in the middle of in the middle of June. Dude, they're starting. They're starting. Mickey's not so scary in August. I yeah, think the so days the, of the things making date, sense are are not there. The last yeah. date for this is August eighth, and Mickey's not so scary starts on the sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it's, they're definitely trying to join the dots, aren't they? Because mm. the the Halloween parties butt right up against the Christmas parties as well. Yeah, yeah within a couple of days. days. Yeah. yeah. I'm planning on going to both in my trip. Yeah. I mean, that's not right, is it? Like, you like you shouldn't be able to go from Halloween to Christmas that quickly. <laughs> that's... The only time that works <laughs> is the nightmare before Christmas, and that's it. You also shouldn't be seeing Halloween in, in the middle of summer. It's... No, that is very it's true. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know Amanda's hitting us. Amanda's not listening to this. But if she was listening to this, she'd be banging her head against the wall because she would have Halloween all year round. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, it's fine if you've got a themed area. We're nearly there. Mm. Nearly got it all year round now. Yeah. Matter of time. Matter of time. People. Yeah. But it, yeah, it just makes me a bit sad, really, that there there is so much emphasis now on these upset events. And some of them make sense. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I still think the Toy Story one does make sense in terms of it gets people to be able to do things that they might not be able to do during normal hours because of how popular it is. And yeah, it's overpriced for what it is. But then some of them just like this does not make sense. No, no. It's but, like, but, is are people that fussed about seeing Maleficent at night breathe fire and not even moving, just sitting in front of the stage. We well, yeah. like Truckosaurus. Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you say, really. If it's additional hours, then it's fair enough. But if it's seriously starting to cut into regular park hours, and this one does, even though I like it and it's good and I've just paid 300 odd dollars for tickets, um, you know, with the parks being so busy these days and all the different events that are on, that does start to grate on people, I think, that they've paid money for a ticket and now they can't get access to the park. So how, yeah. many, how many nights is Mickey's Not So Scary on? Oh, lots. Um, no, I mean, but I mean, like, how many nights a week? That's about four. four. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the schedule here, so it's like Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. It's, the weeks that I'm looking at. It's too many. It's four out of seven. It's too many, and, and it's they never sell out. Like they're not selling out of these shows. I mean, these events. I guess you, sometimes the first night and the last night might sell out, but as far as I'm aware, last year outside of those, not, hardly any of the dates sold out. I mean, every day. We were there at the parks when we went, and it was um, not so scary season, proper not so scary season, like October. Um, every day they were selling tickets. Yeah, you know there was not there was we never saw a sold out sign. Um, so I think you're right. And the thing is, let, let's so if they start in August and they end in October and they do, let's say four. They end a in week. November. Oh yeah, it's lost until the last November, one's- yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's so let, let let's say August, September, October, November. Um, it's not, but let's say it's twelve weeks. Twelve. Let's say it's ten weeks. Um, that's forty nights technically. They are going to be having 
during this period for that event. Now, if they halve that, they get sellouts. Yep. Because then you're you're forced to to go in a limited time. So mm-hmm. rather than have forty events that don't sell out, sorry, thirty nine events that don't sell out, why not have twenty events where half of those will sell out, if not all of them? I'm pretty sure Disney will figure that out. Though they'll, they'll you know they'll be looking at the statistics. If even if it is a sold out, is it seventy five percent sold? And so you've got 75%, 75%. That's still better than one at 100%. I think, yeah. You can it, be sure that the Disney accountants will be will be watching that and adjusting it. But it's got to be it's got to be expensive because... Well, yeah, they've got to run it, yeah. They've got to run it. They need to have extra staff on for those events. Yep. All around the park. Um, yep. The park runs later. Um, yep. I mean, when we went, I think the park was open until one or two in the morning. So that means you've got less time to get everything ship-shaped back you know ready for the start of the next day um it, yeah it, like logistically surely it makes more sense to have less full events than more half full events or you know possibly less who knows i think when it comes to this stuff i've got confidence that disney will be uh will be analyzing the numbers pretty carefully and that well, they will put on more than is profitable for them yeah, I mean, you have to consider as well that the um, maybe something we're talking about later. I don't know the the dining plan offer this year is absolutely. I mean, to put it bluntly, fucking awful. Let's save that for this year or for next year. Ne- next well, year. next year, sorry, yeah. Next year, okay. Let's let's save that for a sec because, um, Mister D, what was you? What did you want to talk about? Well, just just as I kicked that one off. Um, <laughs> I, I still don't regret buying my tickets. That's all I wanted to say. You bastards can't screw it up for me. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to go. I'm going to have a good time. I'm probably going to be sick afterwards with all the chocolate I'm going to eat, but I don't care. Right. I've, I've gone for the last, I don't know, like eight years, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's great. It is good. It's a great event. So switching parks, but another special event. Um, on the 1st of May is the 30th. For God's sake, man! Honestly, like, oh. I, I, I really thought I saw right. I've I've picked a couple of good stories here. No one will talk about them, and both have been have been half nicked. If you're not fast, you're last. That's all I can say. So, <laughs> Go on, so they're going to live stream the 30th anniversary um, from uh, on the first of May to celebrate the 30th anniversary, and um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this because they've got a number of things. They've got the new uh, nighttime show and and the other thing was it sounds like they're still going to run the Star Wars spectacular after it so I'm, mm. I'm hoping that is the case for when we go because I'd like to see both of them but then they're also talking about a special announcement on the first of May oh you know you guys pick pick that up Dick Tracy breakout Dick Tracy Crime Stoppers well I'm it's finally I'm guessing, happening I'm guessing it's either going to be an announcement around the date for Mickey's Mickey and Minnie's was it the great oh, movie ride replacement the route the runaway, um, runaway yeah, railway yeah. yeah I doubt it'll be Rise of the Rebellion doubt it Mission Breakout I think it's going to be Rock and Roller Coaster it's not going to be Mission Breakout because they're never going to they're going to have to do Guardians Rise that version of the Tower of Terror yeah I agree okay? and and Rab my mate Rab Iger he knows 
just hands off. Okay, I've warned them. <laughs> right, I've and he knows them. people. I, I well, I know people. Right, I know people that know some people that you know that do things to people. So I've told them, Rab. I've looked him right in the eye. I've said, don't touch it. Okay, and he said, fine. So um, I don't know what the rumor's going to be, but my guess is it's going to be a date for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway because I think they want to get people fired up about the studios and well they're already fired up about the studios but i think they've got to get that open to try and take the pressure off star wars uh, land or galaxy i don't think that's coming into 2020 now no it's not it's been delayed into well spring. well that's well that's what they've said but yeah what if because i mean the thing is i yeah. can't see why it's been delayed other than because the, they've the got fact... no one to build it mm. that's they're all be working the... on galaxy's edge it's got to be the next priority project, you would think, though. Anything that's gonna that's gonna help absorb the crowds when Galaxy's Edge opens up. So I, I, I don't know. I reckon it Maybe will not. be the hotel. You think so? Yeah. Uh, mm. or, or Rock and Roller Coaster's replacement. Yeah. That's my my money's on Rock and Roller Coaster. I mean, I was yeah. I was talking about that with my wife the other day because she's just gone to see Captain Marvel. Um, you know, she likes to be current, you know. Um, literally just saw it last Wednesday. And she was talking about how great the soundtrack was, and she went to go and buy the soundtrack, and it doesn't actually exist. There is a, there is a soundtrack for Captain Marvel, but it's just the the actual music created for it, not the all the nineties uh, songs. Um, but I, I said, like you know, one of the rumors is that that could be what's replacing Rock and Roller Coaster if they follow yeah. the Disneyland Paris route. And she was she said she'd be cool with that. And yeah. I do. I think it'd be a really good rethink, to be honest. I mean, I said yeah. it last, last time. I think Bob Iger's confirmed it. He's already tweeted that Captain Marvel rides are on the way. We've mm. got to take him at face value. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be, it's fine. I mean, I think Aerosmith are, you know, they've probably had their day, although I don't like that pre-show. I think it's one of the better pre-shows, but I, I recognise it's had its day. So I had, a I had a discussion on Twitter the other day about this, because I think they've had their day, but apparently... Not so much in America. Yeah. Well, Apparently. rock is generally bigger in America than it is in Europe. And they've yeah. got a residency in Vegas at the moment. Mm. They've probably got a special OEP parking permit that goes with that residency in Vegas, though. Cause... That, ain't, that ain't a residency they've got. They can call it a residency all they like, but it's a very short-time commitment to one particular casino. It's hardly Elvis or Sinatra or something. Or even Celine Dion. Like Steve Tyler's like, I'm not interested. They're like, we'll give you, we'll give you free access to the buffet. Wait a minute. I mean, look, I love that idea. No, not not being funny. <laughs> right? But let's see who's got a Vegas residency at the moment in the same conditions as Aerosmith. Oh, that's right. That famous American global star Robbie Williams. <laughs> I, you know, like when he turned up to the Russian World Cup, it's like, what is he doing here? Yeah. Uh, but at least, at least, you know, he was big in Europe. He has never been famous in America, nor have take that. So I don't know how he's winged that one. And I mean, I can have him. I don't mind. I mean, I'm not desperate to have him back. But all I'm pointing out is that Vegas and residency acts at the moment do appear to be at an all-time low. So go, going back to Hollywood Studios, Ed. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Where we started. Um, you're going you're gonna to get a special commemorative guide map and button okay and they're complementary with the mission um and then there's going to be a 
30th anniversary star-studded celebration cavalcade starring Mickey and friends down Hollywood Boulevard. Saw a parade, effectively. Um, and then there's going to be speciality merchandise for the 30th anniversary. <gasps> there's a shock, right? So a new T-shirt, a baseball cap. And, and a cupcake. And a cup. Well, there's a cup as well. <laughs> a new magic band. An ornament. So presumably that's like a Christmas decoration ornament. I don't know. Um, Cuddly toy, then, fondue set. It just sounds yeah. like a generation game right now. And then you've got, yeah. So P-Dubs is right. You've got speciality, speciality food. So you've got a Kylo Ren cupcake, Incredibles macarons, and then Treslet, Shadverine, whatever that is. So, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about this. You know, I think I'm going to jump on the bandwagon here. I think I'm going to start a merch shop and just have my own special anniversary merchandise. You know, a, a 300th visit to the weekly shop at Tesco tea shop, I think, is, <laughs> well, is a good place to start. You you joke, right? Um, mm-hmm. My my uh, friends... Hopefully, yeah. Well, I don't know. Some people would say I never do. <laughs> um, so our friends, our fellow podcast friends, Kat and Lewis from the Diz Down Under, um, they sent me a care package a couple of years ago now, and one of the gifts in it was a 30... To that 33, 33rd year anniversary fridge magnet from Disneyland Tokyo. 33 years? That's yeah. pretty specific, isn't it? it that, that was exactly. Now, mm. I was actually born the year that Tokyo Disney opened. So, it, like, it, it was like they bought me that because that's the merchandise they were doing for that year, obviously. But um, it's quite apt that it's also, you know, if I've got a fridge magnet every year, it would be the same. It's a good reminder of how old I'm getting, is what I'm saying. Um, but, yeah. If, if anybody sends me a fridge magnet for the opening of Disneyland in California, I'll, uh, I'll be sending it back. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Although so Florida's so, getting close. So some, some Disney parts do have very specific merchandise like that, so it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I... I didn't find out about this event until earlier today when I was doing some research for tonight's show. And yes, listeners, you heard that right. I was trying to do research um, for a change. but And now all those stories have been used. And all the stories have been used, but it doesn't matter because, <laughs> you know, as long as they've been said on the show, that's fine, just because I've got nothing to say now. It's just one of those things. Um, but... Um, no, wait a minute. Did you say you've got nothing to say, Nick? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Look, I, I like science fiction as much as the next guy, okay, but... I have... Um, for, for those that don't know as well, I mean, I know I talk far too much on this podcast, but this weekend alone, I recorded a two-hour podcast with Ben on Pop After Dark. I then recorded for 10 minutes with Craig on Saturday, which turned into an hour and 10 minutes. Hey, what about our one on Friday as well? Was I on Friday? No, it wasn't on Friday, was it? Yeah, because then you recorded with Ben afterwards. No, no, it was Thursday. Oh, Jesus Christ, I forgot about that. So I recorded. we recorded a new Discover DLP on Thursday, which comes out tomorrow, um, I think. I scheduled it for tomorrow. Yeah. I recorded with Ben on Friday for Pop After Dark. I recorded now and 10 minutes with Craig Saturday afternoon. I then recorded another two-and-a-half-hour podcast Saturday evening, Gave myself last night off, and here I am again today. Um, you'll be pleased to know I'm recording no podcast for the rest of this week or next week. So that's definitely worth that special anniversary limited edition T-shirt. That's, yeah, yes. If you want to design it, Mister Day, we'll get Luke to make it. Um, I'll get right on it. 
after the shout out, please. I'm going to need you for a second. Um, oh my god, what was I going to say? Yes. So, so this um, this live stream, I'm I'm really interested in because mm. I like Hollywood Studios. I like the the history of MGM Studios, mm-hmm. and I think you know, and you never know these things what they're going to do. But I mean, I joked earlier on when I said that the the big announcement will hopefully be the long awaited arrival of Dick Tracy Crime Stoppers. Um, but I think it would be really great if they did get did bring back some of those characters they had back in the early days when it was supposed to be a representation of of Hollywood and their films. So the turtles. Well, see, The Turtles is one of the first ones I thought of, but The Turtles now are owned by Nickelodeon. Yeah. Actually owned by Nickelodeon. Madness. Um, and, all, you know, Power Rangers was another franchise they used to have yeah. down there. That's um, that's now Hasbro. Possibility, I suppose. Uh, but it was Disney at the time. So, um, but, you know, they, they had things like Dick Tracy and they had, I think they, I'm sure they had something for The Rocketeer. We've got, obviously, Indiana Jones is still there. So, um, it'd be good if we get some of those characters from the early days of the park. Yeah, I think what they're going to do is saying we're we were only joking when we we said we're opening up a Mickey Mouse attraction, and actually what we've done is refurbished a great movie ride. Hashtag you're welcome. Mic drop. Oh, it's open now. That that would be quite special. Yeah, that would be good. I mean, it's not happening by any stretch, but it's it's a, it's a nice it's a nice dream, Ryan. I mean, can I just say, I've I've said it on the theme park trailer, but I'm going to say it on this podcast as well, that Dan is there on May the 1st in Hollywood Studios. Mm. And if he doesn't bring me back some merchandise, he's being sacked. Okay? You heard it here, second. Actually, on theme park trailer, I didn't tell him he'd be sacked, but on here I'm telling you he's going to be sacked. You heard it here first, then? Yeah. Well, he'll be be listening to this, I'm sure, while he's on vacay, because what else would you do when you're at Disney? Listen oh, to our like, podcast. Certainly in Hollywood Studio. There's just nothing to do, is there? Oh, yeah. We'll do the rides in half an hour and then they'll be like, what can I do now? Oh, yeah. There's a new Dis After Dark that's dropped. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you can watch the wonderful world of animation at 9 05 p.m. on May the 1st. Is that local time? So that's, that'll be local time, yeah. So it's going to be what? Uh... Two. Yeah. Two in the morning. Um, as far as I'm aware, they're, they're planning on keeping all three shows. From what I heard, Fantasmic and no, no, no. Uh, so they've Galactic got the Space they've got the movie one as well. So oh yeah. As far as far as I'm aware, they're planning on introducing this new one, yeah. having the the Disney movie one. I can't remember what that's called, and the Star yeah. Wars one. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be good. Yeah. Fingers crossed that you get to see all three. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like that. Yes, good, good. So we've uh, we've booked a fantastic dinner package as one of our ADLs nice. as well. Well, we thought we'd better because I guess we're just predicting the Hollywood Studios is just going to be rammed, given that that's post-Galaxy's Edge. Mm. That's a good shout. I might yeah. have to do the same. I didn't think about that. Yeah, jump in there quick. Let's go pretty quick. It's, it's quite interesting, the, the restaurants that are going... That are, quite popular these days because we didn't have too much trouble with the boathouse that was that was a tough one to get um yeah but, boathouse is tough yeah be our guest is opened right up now yeah now that there's two credits like when i look today uh-huh. every single time for dinner is available still and well, that's... the menu's rubbish now as well yeah, yeah. whereas celia 
no dinner when I was looking. Well, really, okay, because that that used to be really difficult, and then as soon as they made that a signature, mm. then that started to open up. So if that's filling back up again, wow. But then I guess that's uh, I don't know. It's food and wine. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Hmm. So we should compare notes on on what we booked, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm like. I'm only 10 days into my 21-day trip. That's all I can do so far. Yeah, I think we'll be talking about that in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that was it, really. It's um, May the 1st. Um, you know, set your alarm for 5 past 2 in the morning if you're in the UK. Or 9.05 in the US. I love the fact you've asked me to set my alarm at 5 past 2 as if I wasn't, yeah. wasn't going to be up already. <laughs> I wouldn't have gone to bed at that point, at that time. Um. Yeah, Mister. Just in case you missed it on last week's theme park trader, um, Ryan actually um, used your joke. Gave you credit, mind you, but um, oh, about your your joke about having poo for breakfast. Uh, uh, yeah, and if you're, joke. if you're listening, if you're listening to this episode out of context, uh, you you might want to go and listen to the other one before you vomit somewhere. I think I think our listeners probably will get the idea there. You would have thought so. You would have thought yeah. so. Yeah. Um, Ryan, was there anything else you wanted to talk about in the parks? No, mine was the um, the villain event that's basically Mickey's Not So Scary. You didn't want to talk about the, uh, the Dewey and Burke, or whatever they are, Dumbo collection coming out next week? No, no, no. I think um, any, any, oh, is it Junie and Bork? I don't know. Christ yeah, it's like whatever it is. We no. don't care because we're men. We don't buy them. That's it's all like, I know. It's like... You just release a new whatever a new bag for every bloody movie now, and everyone goes, oh, "I'll pay three hundred dollars for that." Yeah, I've got a nice Loungefly Star Wars backpack, which uh, I think was was a little pricey, but they're nowhere near as expensive as those stupid bags are, and people <sighs> do go nuts for them. Absolutely yeah, nuts crazy. for them. Anyway, it's like those orange bird zippers, right? That they released for the Flower and Garden Festival this year, I've where not people seen were queuing. These. People were queuing, like, when they first got released, like, day one of the festival, people were queuing from opening until 11 o'clock, which is when the um, World Showcase opens, when the, well, when the festival starts, basically. And there were the queues going right back to Future World. And, and like, today, you could go into Epcot and just get one. And it's just like, <laughs> like why? Well, why? You know, I guess a lot of those people were just selling them on eBay. But for the people that aren't, just wait a couple of weeks. It's, if it's not like super limited, why wait in a queue for like three, four hours? I don't understand. Yeah, no, it's you're right. I, there is that um, you know FOMO, isn't there, with regards to that kind of thing, where you think if you don't get it straight away, are you going to get it? But like you say, unless it's literally listed as a limited release or a limited edition, you're going to get those. You might have to wait a few more weeks, but you will get them. A lot of people just do it for the Instagram shot. That is that is very true. I wish I was as cool with the kids as uh, needing to bother about what's put on Instagram. But there you go. That's what happens when you get into your thirties. I just need to, when I'm doing like a selfie on Instagram, I just need to make sure that you know I'm not, you know, I'm taking a picture yeah. of a bit of merchandise and I'm not naked behind it or something. <laughs> Again, is that something you make a habit of doing? Yeah. Well, when I'm at home, you know, sitting in my pants, well, yeah, why not? Let it all hang out, yeah. yeah. I mean, you live down by the coast, so... Nice and you're, warm. You're quite near Brighton there. It's quite bohemian. Exactly. You've got to be yeah. careful, though, walking around Brighton with, with your kit off. 
Yeah, you, you, do. you really don't. That's what everyone does. <laughs> Things are Brian lots of times. Yeah. Um, it just depends what you're looking for when you're doing that, really, I suppose. That's that, very true. That is, that is very true. Don't want to be going up the wrong alley. Hey, no lanes oh, talk oh. on this podcast. My God, Craig Lucas has just joined us. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was far too clean a joke for Craig. Yeah. Um, P-Dubs, was there any other part news you wanted to talk about? Yeah, um, we have travel times for the Skyliner. So they've announced that rides will, between certain points, take approximately 5 to 15 minutes, depending on where you're going. So from Caribbean Beach Resort to Hollywood Studios, it will be 5 to 6 minutes. Uh, From Caribbean Beach Resort to Pop Century and Art of Animation will be under 6 minutes. Uh, From Caribbean Beach to the Riviera is about 5 minutes. And Caribbean Beach to International Gateway at Epcot is 15 minutes. Wow, that's awesome. If you think about that, you know, if you're at Caribbean Beach or even if you're at Pop Century or Art of Animation, you're never going to take a bus, are you? To the studios or Epcot. It's never going to take you more than half an hour to get anywhere on it. Yeah. Unless unless the queues are horrendous. Because you've got to change, haven't you? I mean, I suppose if you're at Art of Animation, you're going to have to queue to get on one, then you're going to get off at Caribbean Beach and then queue for another one for the studios or Epcot. But still, that's just, isn't it? yeah, it's at least as good as the bus. It's not going to be any worse than the bus, I don't think. You'll get a better view. Yeah. Why do they just not expand the people mover? Why do they well, not just build like a really big people mover to go around the entire resort? It was called the monorail. You see how many times the people mover breaks down every day? Yeah, okay, good point, well made. And yes, the same with the monorail. Well, that, that doesn't actually break down as much as actually break apart. but And almost yeah. kills people on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is this is tried and tested low-cost technology, and it's, you know, every ski resort has got this sort of gear. It's yeah. just a big one. You know, also, by the looks of it, so many people are, are, are scared that they're going to fly off and die that I think it'll be quite quiet. Yeah. Well, not if they do fly off and die. I imagine there'll be quite a loud scream. Well, I mean, the ride will be quieter when I get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, um, I mean, I wonder. I mean, obviously, we're, we're speculating because it open, hasn't opened up yet. But I mean, it does seem like a much better transportation system than the buses and the monorail. And mm-hmm. I wonder if this will be the start of you know, because and also it's it's got to be surely um, you know low lower uh, carbon, yeah. low emissions, so you would think that that might be like a good resolution, especially for those guests that are on site, because, you know, what that's going to do is it's going to make, you know, people want to stay at pop or um, art of animation or especially Caribbean beach to use it. Um, And so I wonder if they will over time expand that out. If it is, uh, you know, the success that we think it could be. Well, those resorts just went from being, value or moderate to deluxe overnight didn't they well yeah i mean in, in terms of what they offer yeah but that they, they they couldn't possibly upgrade those results because the results themselves aren't just because you stick something there doesn't make it a deluxe result oh but, but they will whack up the prices to not be far off yeah they have done on the caribbean beach because yeah. we wanted to book caribbean beach and we just left it literally a week too long and they pulled it 
from the website and then when they put it back on again it was more expensive mm. yeah it's it's now the most expensive of the moderates yeah because we were we're looking to add an extra day on the end of our trip next year yeah we kind of gone well we're having a night at a value we're having a night at a deluxe why yeah. don't we add a, a moderate one on the end and we went oh, let's just look at caribbean because we've stayed there before and it was it was about 30 quid more a night yeah yeah, yeah that's not but it used to be the cheapest it was the yeah. You know, with that and the Coronado Springs were the cheapest. So I love Coronado Springs. That's where we're going. Such a great resort. Mm. So good. So relaxed. Yeah. Um, perfect setting. Oh, it's amazing. Just hope the tower doesn't spoil it, but I agree. It's a great resort. I think there's enough out of the way that won't. Yeah, I hope so. And, and adding the extra restaurants and facilities, I think, might make up for it. Yeah, I think if so. If there is a downside. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that means, I mean, in theory, I guess you can get, you can get to the studios, you can get to Epcot, and from Epcot, you can get the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. So you can get to three parks without using buses, and you can get between those parks without using buses. Yeah. It's only the Animal Kingdom that's the odd, odd one out. Although I think Disney are starting to roll out electric buses, or at least partially electric buses. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I saw a couple when I was there in October. Right. Hmm. But they yeah. definitely do. They want to. They want to stem the the flow of traffic. Oh, 100%. percent. Yeah. So this is their way of doing it. Obviously, I'm sure they would have loved to have expanded the the monorail, but it's not going to happen. It's too expensive. Yeah. So this is the next best option, and with those timings, it's oh, it's going to make things much easier. I think, and I'm willing to try it. Yeah, I'm up for it. It's like oh, an yeah. attraction in itself, really, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. views you're going to get from that are going to be great. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I wonder if it's successful, and I don't see why it wouldn't be. I wonder what the opportunities are to expand it. Obviously, the Magic Kingdom's a long way away, but are there any other opportunities to expand it? I don't know. I'm sure they've got a phase two. Yeah, they have. I'm sure they announced where phase two was going is it oh, okay is yeah, it not that. going to all stars first that, that would make sense because all stars is pretty close to blizzard beach and animal yeah. kingdom yeah yeah they could easily have the uh the gondolas just pass through expedition everest and drop you off there it's perfect perfect yeah. timing right there oh as you go past you just flick your hairbands down onto the top of <laughs> exactly yeah everest. try and take try and take the ego out because he's never there yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna say we're um Flash from disco lights as you go past. Who'd <laughs> hmm. know the difference? Okay. Make her own. Um, Ryan, was there anything else you wanted to bring up in the part news? No, that was it. Cool. Mr. D, think you're done. P-dubs, any final? Uh, no, I'm done as well. Superb. Well, in that case, I suppose... We'll move this along to looking at stuff outside of the parks. The Diz After Dark General News is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. For all things Halloween Horror Nights at both Hollywood and Orlando, visit HHNUnofficial.com. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but there was quite a big film release Towards the end of last week. Is it Nature Penguins? 
Yes, which actually, uh, in this week's chart, actually went up two places uh, to actually reach the top 10. Yeah, it's in the top 10, isn't it? Yeah, so there you go. Um, no, there was, a, there was a slightly bigger film even than that one, surprisingly. Um, but of course, I am referencing to um, Avengers Endgame. Or to give it its, its full title, Marvel's Avengers colon Endgame. And um, it's, it's done all right. It's done all right. It's made a few quid. Just, just a little bit. So before we start talking about the film itself a bit more, I, I'm just, I've just got up uh, Box Office Mojo, and I'm having a look at the domestic box office top ten in the US. It's no surprise, of course, that Endgame is there, sitting nicely at the top. Um, the gross since it opened on Friday, Thursday previews, um, $357 million. Which opening weekend, mm. which is obviously record-breaking. Now, yeah. what box By of- 100 million. Yeah. Now, what Box Office Mojo also has is uh, it lists uh, the average taking of a screen as well. So um, the average taking per screen is $76,601. Does anyone anyone want to have a guess at what uh, the number two film uh, took in its average? Per screen? Per screen, yeah. 10,000? 5,000? Less tea, Vickers. Oh. $3,414 was the average. Wow. Compared to 76. I, I mean, it's um, And where did that money go? That, that second place? Oh, yes, Marvel. Yeah, because that's the other thing. In, in a shocking turn of events, and I think it is shocking, Captain Marvel's actually flown up the top of the charts <laughs> to number two. Um, now, this is also to give you an idea of just, just how big this film is. Captain Marvel has gone up two places to number two in this week's chart. It's 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 in its eighth week this week. Its total gross in the US, this is, is $413 million. Mm. Avengers Endgame has done $357 million in three days. It's nuts, isn't it? Uh, it is absolutely... You know, we obviously... Huge anticipation for this film. We've talked about this film. Everyone's talking about this film, but and we knew it was going to be big. But honestly, did anyone think it was going to be that big? James Cameron certainly didn't. <laughs> Twirls moustache. <laughs> um, I, I I do. I don't think James Cameron's got a moustache. So, um, but e- even so, it's opened up in most major markets. And although the final numbers are still kind of, you know, waiting for, you know, being finalised and whatnot, um, it looks like it's done 1.2 million globally. Billion. In five billion. days. So I say million, billion. Yeah. In, in five days. Wow. I mean, and how much did it cost to make? £10.25. <laughs> yeah. Hell. Well, see, the thing is, when you keep making these Marvel films, you just reuse the same shots, don't you? So yeah, true. really cheap to make. Um, I don't actually know. Um, let me let me see if I can see what the budget is, actually. It was meant to be a billion for the two films, I believe. Uh, 
I wonder what would have happened if they if they re-released um, Infinity War before Endgame. I was surprised they didn't actually. Yeah, because even though people have got it on DVD or Blu-ray uh, or streaming or whatever, I think a lot of people might have gone back to the cinema, especially if they yeah. like IMAX, you know. Because they did a couple of double screenings just before the midnight release, but maybe yeah. having like a couple more. Yeah. Um, after that midnight release, I, I think is, I didn't go until Saturday. But mm. had they had Infinity War, fifteen minute break, their end game, I would have done it. Yeah, they were just not just not on that day. Yeah, <laughs> just not on that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You don't just need a fifteen minute break between them, though. You need a fifteen minute break during them as well. <laughs> well, yeah. We're talking. We're talking about that in a minute, won't More we? That later. Yeah. So um, yours has been a little bit longer than that. Use it then. <laughs> so this is this is um, like Box Office Mojo's throwing some stat stat bombs. Um. So largest Thursday uh, preview number. So generally in America, films come out on Friday. In the UK now, we sometimes get films on Wednesdays and Thursdays as well as Fridays. So uh, they considered Thursday to be the preview night for Endgame. I think it was only shown in the evening. I don't think they were showing it during the day. Um, but it took 60 million on Thursday alone. The previous record was 57 million. Um, it opened in 4,662 theatres. The largest before that was 4,529.4. Any guesses? Sorry? Force Awakens? Nope. Infinity War? Nope. Despicable Me 3. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I was surprised as you were. Um, The largest Friday opening day and single day takings of a film, 156.7 million. The previous record was 119.1 by Star Wars The Force Awakens. Mm. Uh, it's the largest Saturday by 20 million. Largest Sunday by uh, 13 million, 14 million. Um, and as P-Dub said earlier, it's taken almost $100 million more in one weekend compared to the previous record holder of Avengers Infinity War. So do we think this is going to be Avatar? It's going to come close. It's going to get close, but it all depends on how many people go and see it again, I think. Yeah, I think it will be too. I'm going to see. yes. I'm going to They're, s- they're that- estimating about 2.4 to 4.2 billion. Jesus At the Christ. moment. 4.2? Yeah, they're saying it could reach 4.2. Jesus. <laughs> If it carries the way it's going at the moment. There's there's no reason why it shouldn't blow Avatar away. It's got a broader reach than Avatar. Right, but he's... I know know Avatar had the, you know, the first big 3D thing going for it. That's true, but... There's a few things there, though. Like, Mm -hmm. so I recorded for all the listeners, of which I think it's about 80% of this audience, uh, don't listen to Pop After Dark. We recorded two episodes about Endgame this weekend. Both of them completely full of spoilers. One with Ben um, and one with um, a few other people from across the network. And they're, they're full of spoilers. So if you've not seen the film yet, don't go and listen to them. But we we talked about that a little bit when we were recording these episodes. And the problem 
I think that we've got with Endgame is like compared to trying to steal Avatar's thunder is that Avatar had literally no competition for months. Avatar came up in came out in December, and the next big release was Alice in Wonderland in mm. March of that year, uh, of the next year. Mm. It gave it a clear run. It's not that no films came out; it's just there was no big releases that came out, mm. no big studio films or anything like that. We've already are, got Spider Man, which is not too far away. Spider Man's July, so that would be two months. But before that, we've got things like Toy Story Four. Mm. Um. Uh, a dog's journey, I think it's coming out. I'm sure that'd be a big smash. Um, no, but do you know what I mean? Like John Wick, John Wick three, yep. Um, you know there are some pretty big films that are, are coming out, and and even those films that aren't as big, you know, like John Wick three is not gonna, you know, no. be massive competition. But you it's know, it's gonna steal screens. It's gonna steal yeah. screens. It's gonna steal audience. Um, you know, I think John Wick chapter two opens about uh, forty million. Fifty million dollars, um, you know that's it's it's got an audience. And this is again, you know, just like this is it's it's another instalment in a franchise, an established franchise. People want to go and see it, so they will. Um, so that's what that's what worries me. I mean, the difference is is that Avatar. I think its opening weekend was like eighty million dollars or something. It was like um. It was quite a slow burn. It was, yeah. It, had, it, it was just that it lasted a long time. I mean, this is is just completely record breaking. I mean, one point two million, uh, one point two billion globally, is just shocking. Um, it's right. Well, it says here the the international opening weekend. So that included countries like the UK, which I think I saw somewhere that in the UK opened about fifty seven million dollars, which I yeah. think is a record as well. In the UK, um, the the the, the um, international opening was eight hundred and fifty nine million. The previous record holder was four hundred and forty three point one five million. And Ryan, I'm going to let you guess as to what the previous record holder was for that. Uh, Force Awakens. No, it was the Fate of the Furious. Oh. <laughs> Ryan and Nick's podcast about Fast and Furious films coming soon. Um, that's going to be my reaction to every film. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, that's what I'm banking on. Um, but I, st- I still think it's um, this is a kind of event film. Yes, like you know, like Avatar was. Yeah, you know, people are going to want to go and see this in the cinema, and I think, as I say, it's got a broad reach, and I think there'll be a lot of people that will want to go back and see it again because it is such a long film. Yeah. Everybody I know that's seen it has said they're going again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going again back holiday Monday. Like, without so am I. I'm going to see it uh, on Thursday with my wife uh, because my, my big regret with this is that we saw it separately. I didn't see it with her. I didn't see it with Y2. The people that I normally go and see one of these films with, we, we all saw it solo. And, um, yeah, I, I, I'm making up for that. We're going to go and see it on Thursday together. Um, but... I mean, I the other thing as well is, and we're not going to get into spoilers, but you know, just because of um, the length and just because of you know what happens in the film, I don't know if it's going to be if it's going to have the repeat business that Infinity War did. 
I don't know. I, 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 I you know, may, maybe I'm wrong. And I hope I'm wrong because, you know, I think a lot of people look back now at Avatar and think, yeah, it's not, it, it's definitely not deserving of being the biggest film ever. You know, I don't think anyone holds it in that high of a regard to think that, that it should have the record for it. Um, and I think what better way than to, you know, for the uh, culmination of, you know, 22 films, you know, to, to then, you know, take the crown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I also want the, the interviewer, the first person to interview what is, what I can only describe as what is probably going to be James Cameron's version of Joe Pesci in Home Alone. Um, when they say, oh, yeah, um, Endgame just beat Avatar. Uh, what are your thoughts? And he just goes, shut up. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Um, yeah. I mean, it's... Okay, so before we do, before we get on to that, actually, so um, I saw it Thursday morning. It came out in the UK at midnight on Wednesday, early hours of Thursday morning. I saw it at quarter to eight in the morning on an IMAX 3D screen. Um, Ryan, how did you see it? Um, Saturday morning, first showing of the day, because I didn't want someone walking out that was showing before me. Spoiling the film, yeah, and I saw it in IMAX 3D in uh, over in Chichester, mm. or Chai, as some of us like to call it. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, P Dubs, what about yourself? I saw it Friday evening um, after work. Um, I kept my headphones in until I sat down in the cinema, so no one could spoil it. Excellent choice. Um, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, in 2D, I I just couldn't, I can't stomach 3D most of the time, certainly not for three hours. Um, but yeah, it, I I tried to go, well, I was, I'm in an hour and about Thursday night because I didn't know whether me and Nick were recording or not. And then I looked and I couldn't get a ticket anyway. Um, you know, so you know, matter. I would have moved recording if it meant yeah, seeing I know, an end I game. Could, I'm I not that much of a taskmaster. Anyway. I would have had to have sat in the front row. Um, then then, so, then it had been like IMAX. Oh Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it was still a struggle to get a ticket Friday night, yeah. to be honest. I had to sit in the like the disabled bay with the, the seats next to to those. Right. Um, so that was all that was that was left that would give me a, a decent view. So um, that just shows you how popular it is in a city like Nottingham that I was struggling to find a decent seat. Yeah, wow. And uh, well, I suppose the person I haven't asked yet about how they saw it, Mister D. <laughs> okay, so the first thing is, we tried to book tickets, and it's the first time ever we booked. I don't know how many times using Cine World or World of Cines app, and it's the first time it's ever come up and said there weren't any seats for <gasps> showing. Zero seats. Because what usually happens is that the the ones right at the front, there's always like the first two rows left, and yeah, even, even on the most popular. But literally, the first time I tried to book it, I put in two seats, and it came up there are fewer than two seats available. Wow! So that's the first thing. Anyway, we booked three uh, D um, in Crawley City World for Friday night, and that was when we went to see it. Kind of. When I say kind of, it's because we walked out halfway through. So I've only seen the first half. Sorry, guys. 
Now, ju- just just to clarify, the reason why you walked out was not because you weren't enjoying the film. Oh no, I stormed out, Nick. That's it. <laughs> not having this okay. shit anymore. No, no, I haven't. No. Superheroes? What are they bloody going on about? Oh, sorry, this, not spoilers. Sorry, this, sorry. This this man doesn't have any irons. Why does he call himself Iron Man? <laughs> Actually, one of All the right. biggest character flaws, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. No, we did. We um we saw the first half of it on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. I love okay. I love the way that the person that's only seen half the film is the only one that spoiled it for anyone else. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Sorry about that. Yeah. Very oh. very minor spoiler. It's all right. I can't believe it. I haven't spoiled it. Um. um Okay, so why did I walk up? I, we, we walked up because it was part of a cunning plan, right? So we've got a City World ticket, so it doesn't cost us anything to go any number of times in a month. And because it's such a long film, three hours plus trailers and whatever, we come up with this really cunning plan, which is we'd go and see the first half on Friday night. We'd sit by the aisle so we didn't disturb anybody. We just halfway through, we just got up and left. And then the plan was to go back uh, the next night and see the second half, and it didn't happen. We uh, actually, there is a Disney-related reason, because my youngest daughter Heather was at Euro Disney or Disneyland Paris um, on the weekend, and she was supposed to get picked up by a friend who let her down, and so we got called in at the last minute to go and pick her up from Gatwick to bring her home. And she, friend, has she not so. heard of Uber? No, she said of she said of Dad Uber, right? Which is free. Duba. Duba, yeah. Yeah, Dober. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's free and it's available twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. Anyway, at the end of that, we still had enough time to go, but it was just too much hassle. So we said we'll go um, during the week or next weekend. So it's going to have to be next weekend now. But I'm looking forward to seeing the second half. It's not. I didn't walk out of it because we weren't enjoying it. But, uh, I was enjoying it up to the point at which we left. So we're not going to talk spoilers on here. Um, no. As I said, I've I've already talked spoilers for, for four hours this weekend on podcast, so um, there's no need for me to do it anymore. And uh, for the sake of, I know a lot of listeners still haven't been able to to go, whether that's been able to get tickets or just not been able to find the time to go yet and want to. I'm going to keep it spoiler free, um, other than what's been said. Um, but um, Ryan, I'll come to you first because we both saw it in the same format. I saw it in IMAX 3D as well. Um, how did you find it as an IMAX 3D experience? Uh, yeah, I thought it was a great experience. I I don't I don't have a Cinema World card because um, neither of us drive, so to get to Chichester or Crawley is a bit of a pain in the ass for us. Those are the two closest IMAX mm. um, for us. Although usually when I go down, he drives, so I kind of pinch a lift with him. But I loved uh, the the IMAX experience. I, I save it for the big films only. Um, yeah. Really, just the Star Wars or Marvel movies, to be honest, um, or things like Ready Player One, which is great to see in IMAX. Mm. But uh, yeah, I thought it was fantastic, and the film itself, I think, is up there as one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Now, wow. just check in that um, you're not Craig. You're not pretending to be Ryan tonight. <laughs> it's a very Craig line to say. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, I've got to. And I walked out blown away. We, we were emotional wrecks and yeah both said both said absolutely incredible movie um i can't wait to go and see it again yeah mm. um i mean the thing is um 
I know PW said about the 3D and, and, and the length of time. Maybe because it was IMAX, I don't know. Um, but I did not find it a chore to sit there for three hours watching it in 3D. Well, usually when we go and see a film, Donna goes to the toilet maybe twice. Right. She didn't move. Yeah. And at the end, she was like, that was a quick three hours. Is that, is that though, because you told her that if she tried to get up, you would hit her? I mean, there is that. And we were yeah. in the middle of the back row in the IMAX as well, which is, you ain't getting out. And if no. you are, you're getting angry Marvel fans probably punching you in the kidneys as you're trying to leave. Oh, I had the worst. I was the worst. Because I obviously, like all um, considerate cinema goers, have their phones on silent. Mm. And I have an Apple Watch, and I have that on cinema mode as well. Yeah. What I didn't think about, and again, this is because of the time in the morning that I saw it, is it I didn't turn off my alarm to start work. Whoops. So my phone went off at uh, about 56 minutes into the film. So I turned it off quite quickly, but I was like, oh, for fuck. It, luckily it, was, <laughs> it wasn't a bit where... I mean, it was obviously noticeable, but it wasn't, you know, distracting or anything. So, but I felt horrible because I hate people that piss about on their phones watching a film and then it turned out it was me. I mean, what could I do? Like, my phone was on silent, my watch was on silent. It shouldn't have gone off. I just completely forgot. That, that's because I've never, ever seen a film that early in the morning. That is very early. The earliest, the earliest film viewing I could get was 11.50. Actually, I tell you a lie, the earliest I've ever seen a film was at half past seven in the morning and it was the... Star Wars marathon, um, when it was the the premiere of um, oh, what was episode three? Revenge of the Sith. Yes. So that was the day that they showed all of the Star Wars films back to back, and then the premiere, or it was the European premiere of of that film. Um, so yeah, so that was the earliest I've ever started watching a film. But I mean, you know, that that was like two thousand five, four, four. Yeah. Jesus, I think four. Yeah. Enough to talk about Thor in this episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought, um, I, mean, I, I, I will say this, I don't think um, the 3D was, it, it, it added too much to it. Um, it was it was quite subtly done. So, yeah, it was. But it, it, there was, it was the only way they were showing it in IMAX. So. Yeah, the only thing that we would say, and obviously we didn't see it in IMAX, so I think that would make a big difference. Um, but... You know, we watched the first hour and a half of it in just normal 3D. Mm. And I thought this 3D was actually pretty good in terms of the effects. I, you know, it wasn't like in-your-face effects, but no, it, no. It, did, it did add a bit of depth to the to the images. Yes, yeah. But it was it was dark. It was, you know, it was definitely, you know, affected quite a lot by, by the colour, the light loss. I think I to... IMAX, I think it's because of the, the way... You know the projection technology IMAX have. Yeah, there was very little color loss. Mm. Yeah, I so we, yeah. we we said that we're definitely gonna book part two in two D. Yeah, I would honestly. I I know. I was gonna say I'd I'd book it in. I'd just go and pay the upcharge and go and sit in IMAX. But yeah, you yeah. don't want to walk. You don't want to see half a film in IMAX. So no, I might I might do that. Yeah, gonna, I'll definitely see it. Again. Honestly, it's worth it. I mean, the yeah. thing is, quite often with with IMAX, I, 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 unless it's been like completely filmed in IMAX, like I don't see the point. But they did shoot some of this with IMAX cameras, mm-hmm. um, for a start, anyway. Um, and like Ryan said, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big, massive fan of 
IMAX and proper IMAX, like not the ones we get in Sydney World, but like the you know, like the BFI or the Science Museum, those massive, you know, ten story screens. Um, mm. But you did get extra bits in the picture because there were because of the screen size. There were um, they they run a stupid advert for it as well, but where they show you like what you know, a normal cinema screen and an IMAX screen and the extra top and bottom that you you get because of it, but um, it was definitely worth the the upcharge for me to see it in IMAX. Um, there was one one point though where um, again no spoilers. I the, the screen the the 3D picture started going blurry, and I was like, what the hell? And then I realised I was actually crying. <laughs> uh, I'm not even joking. I was like, why is it blurry? And then I was like, oh yeah, I'm crying. It's raining inside my glasses. I was like, oh. and I turned to Donna. And she's not making a sound because obviously when you cry properly, you make a sound. She's not making a sound, but she's shaking violently trying to keep the sound in her as she's yeah. crying. It got it got so bad for me at one point that my nose got blocked and I couldn't breathe and I couldn't blow my nose because that would have been louder than my alarm clock on my phone. So I, was, I just had to sit there until there was like a, like a loud enough explosion or something for me to quickly blow my nose. I, I, it was horrible. I cracked within within five minutes. I I agree. It was like the start of um, Up, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's um, so because my wife my wife had gone to see it at um, at midnight. Um, she had threatened to ruin it for me. Now the reason we didn't. This is the reason, the right? Fire, isn't it? Well, this is the thing, right? So, um, we talked on the on the lead up to this because she can be really funny with Marvel films. Like I dragged her to see Infinity War because you need to see this film before it gets spoiled for you. So I'd already seen it twice at this point, and we went to see it like on the Saturday it had come out um, for my third time. And she was like, "Okay, right. I'm glad. I'm glad we saw it because, yeah, it, it was everything you said it was." And so I thought she'd be really up for seeing Endgame, and she was like very blasé about it, and she didn't want to see Captain Marvel. And then about a week before it came out, I'd already booked my tickets, obviously, because I, I you know, I didn't want to miss out on an early opening day screening. And then like Easter Sunday it was actually, and she's like, "Oh, I think I might go and see it at midnight." I'm like, where's this come from? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And she said, do I need to see Captain Marvel? And I said, well, look. I said, I, I, you know, I've not seen Endgame. I said, so I don't know what in Captain Marvel is going to impact Endgame. I said, but you know the characters in there. I said, so it won't harm you to go and see it. But at the same time, I don't think the film will be ruined Have you, if you had not seen Captain Marvel. She saw Iron Man and the Wasp, which again, I really had to twist her arm to watch with me. And she ended up really enjoying that. So I don't understand why she's always so awkward about seeing Marvel films. But anyway, she put a ticket to see Endgame at midnight and then said, oh, there's a screening of Captain Marvel Wednesday morning. I might go and see that. Can you pick up like kids from school? I was like, yeah, it's fine. So she went Wednesday morning to go and see Captain Marvel and then went back in the evening to see Endgame. Amazing. And this is somebody who, you know, doesn't care so as much as I do. But um, I did say to her, she said, what would happen if uh, when you're getting ready, I tell you what happens in Endgame? I said, we'll get divorced. I will absolutely dirty Denny. Totally which fair. Ryan knows very well. Um, so 
all she said to me, I, I, all, like we just had a very brief conversation because, you know, trying to get the kids ready and all that. And I just said to her, you know, like, was it worth it? You know, she was obviously very tired. She got in at like half three in the morning. Um, and she said, like, I couldn't, she said, like, I got in at half three. She said, I couldn't get to sleep till like half four, almost five o'clock. She said, I was just, just like completely buzzing. Um, and she just said to me, take tissues. And I hadn't even thought about it. I hadn't even thought about it. But she knows how I get emotional at films anyway. And um, and she kind of she 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 kind of hinted at something fairly early on. So I, mentally, I was prepared that uh, I didn't know when it would happen in the film, but something like the first half of the film would make me upset. So it didn't get me straight away. But when it got me. I mean, I was just at times an absolute mess. And what I think is incredible with this film is it is a complete emotional roller coaster. Infinity War was quite an emotional roller coaster, but this is just something else. You know, yeah. it will have you almost howling with laughter one minute and then breaking your heart the next. Yeah, the- and, and, and never. Again, ne- never have I wanted in a film to shout like when something happens and you're like, yes, come on. Honest to God, I can only imagine what it was like watching this in America. Oh, I've been nuts. Because have you seen, have you ever gone to the cinema in America? You must have. I went to see the first Avengers in America right. and it was insane. I'm guessing people were shouting and screaming and hollering and cheering throughout. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I, we went to see Back to the Future and people were shouting and hollering and screaming through that. <laughs> that's a film like everyone had, everyone watching it had seen plenty of times. Yeah. Um, but I can only imagine what an audience was was like with certain bits of that film. Um, but P-dubs, what about you? Yeah. Uh, just absolute roller coaster for me. Um, I've been there right from the word go. I was a, a comic book fan right from... A young age and as soon as that iron man hit the screen the first time around that was me done it, it for me it's my in your case you've got star wars this stuff for me is has been one of the reasons why i'm here doing this um and it just completely has taken me to places that i never expected a film to take me um and I don't think it ever will again, despite the fact that the MCU's carrying on. I I can't see it hitting the heights that it has done with this film. No. I agree. I, I can't see me being as connected with any film like I was with this. The thing is, like it was a it was a it was an interesting comment you made there, Paul, about like about the Star Wars thing, because and again, this is something uh, I think me and Ben possibly talked about. I really have lost count. Uh, <laughs> I've talked about it a lot, but you know, you know, Star Wars was the first film I like. A New Hope was the first film I ever watched as a kid that um, I got obsessed with. It's when I first really get into film, and Star Wars was was my drug of choice. Um, and what we've got with Star Wars over the last 40 plus years or what we're getting at the end of this year is nine films over that period of time. 
the only other franchise that's got that's had the amount of films involved in a series as Marvel, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe has had. It's Mr. Bond. Bond. And that, again, is, what, over 60 years? Yeah. Come up to 60 years? So they've done 22 films in an 11-year stretch. And I, I, you know, and other than a couple of duds, like, they've been just so enjoyable. And the thing is, like, you know, I'm, I'm with Ryan in uh, Spider-Man was my character of choice as a kid. I used to watch like various animated series of Spider-Man. So, and, and have various comic books as well. So Spider-Man was the one that I always kind of like lent to, but that first Iron Man, when it came out, just felt like something. We'd seen comic book films like it before. Obviously we'd seen Spider-Man. We'd seen the X-Men films. We'd had, uh, you know, Chris Nolan's Batman films at that point. But Iron Man felt like a to me a proper comic book film. Yeah, like Nolan's Batman films, I don't really like him anyway. But they're not really comic book films. They have a comic book character in them, but they're not really yeah. comic book superhero films. Um, the Spider Man next one films did a much better job of it, but they again could be very hit and miss. But something just felt right. Well, I tell you what, I think it was with Iron Man. If you knew the character of Tony Stark. And if he was familiar with how Tony Stark looked as well in the comic books, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. was a perfect casting. Yeah, they could, they couldn't have cast anyone better. No, he quite clearly had the issues that Tony Stark had. Mm-hmm. He was coming out of that at the time, so he knew yeah. that life. He looked like him, mm. and he's a fucking brilliant actor. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I rewatched it recently. And it still is what I, I think he's one of the strongest entries. Yeah, I did the same and I, I completely agree. I think he has done, I think without him, the, the MC would, MCU would not be what it is today. No. no. But they had the... that solid ground in. That's what it was. Him and Favreau. Mm. Yeah. You've got, you've got to give credit to Favreau as well for, for believing in it. Yeah. Now he's just remaking shot for shot Lion King movies. Hey, hey, hey! Look before before he even gave us <laughs> Iron Man, he gave us Elf. All right, Favreau. Favreau gets a lot of leeway. With uh, chef, okay, that's all I'm gonna say. Ah, that was yeah, that, 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 that well. was after, but yeah, that's a that's chef a cracking film. An awesome film. He's made some good ones. He's yeah. made he's made some good films. Uh, what were you gonna say, Mister D? I was just gonna say that for me. My favourite Marvel movies, and I was never a massive Marvel comic book fan, but my favourite Marvel movies tend to be the first, the, the, the sort of first movie in each character, you know, so the first Thor, the first Iron Man, the first Captain America. I, th- those are definitely the favourite ones, and then and then it jumps to when the Avengers kind of come together. That that was uh, that was how so it was for me, with one or two exceptions, but. But generally, the first in the in the story, the origin movie is uh, is where I think they got it most right. Mm. It's interesting because I would I would say my favorite Captain America is probably Winter Soldier, and my favorite Thor film is Ragnarok. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But 
Um, yeah, I liked Round the Rock. It was just too comic for me. I mean, I don't mean I don't mean I didn't enjoy it. And I didn't laugh. I did, but I yeah. like my superhero movies a bit less comic. Yeah, I get what you mean. I yeah. understand what you mean. And yeah, that that's why it's a little bit decipher. You know, people don't like Iron Man three for similar reasons. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I actually it gets a, a big pass on me, but that's uh, that's because me and Ryan disagree on on um, racial stereotyping. So. <laughs> the Mandarin should not be Mandarin, all right? Iron Man 3 is shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Yeah. I think the fact that they've achieved so much in that 11 years with the cast that they have done and they've been able to... And, it, you know, like I said, with a very few exceptions keep up the consistency and even a, even a bad marvel film is not an awful film no but like, it hasn't been an watchable. awful marvel film no. it's just that some i've got you know like um i'd probably go back and watch age of, age of ultron now just because uh, you know there'll be things that are you know are probably referenced in that film that i've i've forgotten about or or, or whatever um i wouldn't rush back to go and see thor or dark world and having seen it recently, Iron Man 2, I'd probably give a, a pass to as well. Um, but even they are better than a lot of films in the same genre. Yeah. It's, uh, we actually watched Dark World not that long ago. And it, it was it was a better film than I gave it credit for at the time. Yeah, we watched it probably a couple of weeks ago. And um, I, I completely agree, actually. It's not as bad as I remember. I think... You see it, and then it's been years, and you read all the negative comments, and you go back and watch it, and you think, actually, it's not that bad. Jar Jar Binks? No, sorry. Some things you just can't forgive. Yeah. Some things I, don't, I, don't get I, better with age. I watched episode one last weekend, actually. And, uh, I mean, I still think there's some great scenes in there, but I know we, oh. we, uh, we disagree oh, on yeah, it. It's got some great no, scenes. I, I absolutely yeah. agree. I think it's the best lightsaber fight. Of any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think there a far are some... better villain than Vader. Yeah, so I completely yeah. agree yeah. in parts. It's, it's good. I really liked it in parts. It's just... Um... In other parts, it's terrible. I completely yeah. agree. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, Craig also saw it this weekend. Um, I mean, he, he hated it, um, which was a bit of a shame, but not everyone <laughs> can love He told stuff. us that it was better than his wedding night. <laughs> yeah, that's... To to be fair, my I mean it was better than my wedding night. We sat there eating turkey drummers and watching bed knobs and broomsticks for the first time. So, my wife went to bed with a fucking migraine. Yeah. So definitely better than mine. Yeah. My, mine's coming up in in just over a month, so I'll let you know. Well, your migraine. I mean, what do you plan these things? Well, hopefully not my migraine. Hopefully oh, right. it's something else in the wedding night, but we'll see. Well, you, you're going to watch bed knobs and broomsticks as well. I wonder what Pete Dallas was going to say there. He put a pause in it. My <laughs> wife went to bed with a. Migraine. <laughs> oh, that would have been, that would have been a good game of uh, blankety blank, wouldn't it? It would. My wife went to bed on a wedding night with a blank. <laughs> um, look, I, I mean, even if you've got a passing interest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if you've not seen all the films. I mean, look, it, it really plays to the fans. It really plays to the fans. The more of those films that you've seen, the richer your experience will be. 
but like uh, I think you said it, Ryan, we will never, I, I don't think we will ever see a film of this scale, of this magnitude ever again. It was the absolute perfect storm in the cast and, you know, just, just, just being able to pull off what they did. I left there, but when I, when I went to see Infinity War, me and Whitey went and saw that. And I walked out of there, like, you know, deflated because of how it ended, a bit downbeat, but was eager to watch it again, like, as soon as possible. I left Endgame, and I was, like, trying to think about when I was going to be able to go back to see it because I just, like, wasn't sure if I could take it again. I found it really draining. Of course, I was going to see it again, but I knew I could, like, unlike Infinity War, where, you know, I went to see it, like, a day later, I didn't feel prepared to, to watch it a day later. We're only seeing it Thursday because that's the first time that we can both go together. I was going to see it tomorrow night. Um, but I can't think of another cinema experience I've ever had like it. Yeah, I think it is. Like I said earlier, I think it is an event-type movie. Yeah, I think it is culmination of all these different movies and different things, the hype, etc. So it is the sort of thing that people will, will want to see in the cinema to be able to see they saw it in the cinema. Yeah. 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 That's it. I mean, I suppose, like, as you said earlier, that you know, with Avatar, you had the 3D gimmick. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, you know, it was the first big 3D film of like the, the renaissance of that format. Um, it led to a lot of films being very quickly auto-converted into complete shit shows um, and almost killing the format off as soon as it had begun. Um, but it was seen as a like an event. It was seen as an event. And Marvel films are kind of regarded as an event, but this is this surpasses it. I mean, it's a, although, you know, I think we're all kind of aghast that it's, it's opened with, you know, over a billion dollars in days. I don't think anyone was surprised it was going to have like a massive impact on culture just because of the anticipation for it. But I mean, this is, this is just incredible. I mean, we were talking like a, a few shows back, weren't we, about what's going to make, what's going to be the biggest film for Disney this year. Bearing in mind that they own Fox and, uh, you know, obviously Disney films, Marvel films, Star Wars films. And I think, Ryan, you said that you thought Lion King was going to be the biggest film this year. I uh, take that back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, at this rate, it might not even be the biggest film in the month it comes out. No, <laughs> depending on how he legs this says, but no, um, you, you know, I I can't see the records it's done already. I can't see being broken anytime soon. I I can't yeah. even I can't even see Star Wars getting close to this. Oh, no, I don't think it will. No, and that, again, well, especially not internationally. No, and that's the culmination of like you know nine films, forty five or so years as well. But it's just it's just not the same, is it? Um, I mean, look. You know, we're talking about if this could be Avatar. We know this is not going to happen. I'm making a very bold prediction now, and I can't do anything about it because I'm away next week. But if Endgame 
had the exact same weekend next weekend as it did this weekend, it would have beaten Avatar. I, I think it will beat Avatar. I, I, I said I think over time it it, it could do. Um, it it'll be really interesting to see what the drop is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with these films, um, I, I think the average um multiplier they work out is about um what's it say here actually it actually says this in the article it was four four something yeah four point something um you know which would be uh, you know just shy of um a billion dollars you know domestically um star wars took 936 when that came out that's currently the record holder in america so Star in America, um, Star Wars: uh, Force Awakens was a bigger film than Avatar, but globally it wasn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the smallest multiplier so far of a Marvel film was two point two seven. So, you know, if it if it had that, it would be just shy of eight hundred million domestically. Mm-hmm. I can't see it going down that low. No. Um, no, I think this will this will be all of its previous stats. If it takes if it That's takes a billion, if it takes a billion dollars domestically, mm-hmm. it will be Avatar. That's yeah. my prediction. And I think it will. That's my prediction. Yeah. I think it's it's got all the things in its favour that I think it will be Avatar. Yeah. It's even got um you know the um the cine- cinema score rating is A plus from audiences, yeah. which again is uh, is huge. So, yeah, it could be. It will just be, you know, how many. I think the other thing as well because Avatar wasn't quite that long, was it? I think it was about two hours twenty or something, maybe two hours thirty. So you're going to get less screenings of Avengers as yeah. well, um, but they do seem very consistent. Um, time will tell but it's it's exciting if you're a Marvel fan it's exciting if you want it to be Avatar it's exciting um, I can I can just imagine Bob Iger diving into his Scrooge McDuck style money pit um, swimming in gold coins right now oh he's absolutely doing that yeah um, does, was there anything else anyone wanted to say about Endgame nope just go and see it. Oh yeah, go and see it. I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah, and see see both parts. I don't mean Infinity War. I mean both parts <laughs> of a three-hour film. Um, just before we go, actually, two things. The first one, I'll, I'll do this one very quickly. Um, since we last recorded, Abigail Disney. Is that her name? Yeah. Um, she's come out and spoken out against Bob Iger and about the money that he's paid. Anyone got any thoughts on that? I mean, yeah, she's right. I, I, I mean, I, I agree and I don't agree. I think what, what he's done, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, a, a, I guess, a reasonable fan of Bob Iger. I think he's done great things at Disney. But at the same time, he's not done enough to raise the wages of, of people working at Disney, Disneyland especially. And I think if 
he was truly that high in his morals, I think it would be quite easy for him to say, you know what, I don't need all this money. What I'm going to do is is put 20 million back into um, wages at Disneyland and, and show that actually I, I give a damn about cast members rather than just posing for the odd photo with cast members that have been there for, say, 30 years. Which is I reasonable. The, I think the problem we have with him is that he has never been a theme park man. I don't yeah, think he understands that. it. Um, why he's got a team of people that are running his parks for him and not having that much involvement. Um, whereas Eisner was. Despite his his faults, he, he loved the theme parks and was willing to do anything for them. Um, Iger is all about his TV money and his film money. Um, that will be his legacy. It won't be the theme parks, despite the fact that he's had Shanghai open on his watch. Um, it's never going to be remembered for that. And, and that's where the problem is currently, is that he doesn't see the money in the theme parks. Therefore, he doesn't believe the people that work there deserve the money that they believe they deserve and, and we believe they deserve. It's um, it's interesting, isn't it? And you talk about Eisen like that because, in a way, they're complete polar opposites. Yeah. Like Bob Iger has done amazing things in his tenure with Disney outside of the theme parks. You know, look at the the animation divisions, look at Marvel, look at Star Wars, look at all these successes. I mean, Disney have never made more money at the box office than they have done under under him. In fact, I'm sure there's probably a stat out there which actually says like how much money Disney made pre Iger. Yeah. And it'd be I, I bet it wouldn't be far removed in all those years pre him to his tenure there. Um because of the the successes they have had. But that said, Eisner had much more success in the theme park era of, of his tenure. Or, or, or things seem to get done more. Yeah. Um, I think, go on, Mr. I was just going to say, yeah, I think, I think you know, Eisner was, he did more, didn't he? he? You know, he built more physical stuff, whereas Iger has acquired more, yeah. acquired properties. He's Which is smart. They're both, they're both valid. They're both good for Disney at the end of the day. But they've definitely got very, very different focuses. Yeah. I'll tell you what my issue with the whole story of this is. Is that Iger's, rightly or wrongly, because we do think he's, his wage is obscene, but he, you know, he's had to work for that. You know he's he's on that money and he's getting that recognition because of what he's doing to the company, uh, to shareholders, uh, which is what they care about, isn't it? Let's be honest, um, and things like that. Abigail Disney, bless her cotton socks, has made her millions for who she was born to. Yeah, not because of what she's done, and I do take. An issue with that because I don't get jealous of people that have, have worked hard for their money or done a good job just because I think yeah. the money's obscene I you know and he, you know what he gets paid is still obscene but if you you know 
in the grand scheme of things, in terms of what he's made for Disney, it's not much. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I, do, I understand that point completely. Um, but at the same time, I think he, he, he should, you know, we know he reads tweets, right? So he, the other day, someone tweeted him saying, oh, why aren't you showing... It'd be nice of you to show Endgame in the, I don't know wherever it was the wherever the the Americans are out stationed fighting whatever they're doing, um, and within the, the next few hours he'd, or, or day he tweeted to say, thanks very much, uh, we're getting this actioned, and today they've announced that it's going it's going there within the next few days. Um, so he is reading tweets. He must know that the wage problem exists. He's clearly choosing to ignore it or not action it quickly and uh, quicker and. That it should be. Mm. And I think that's a problem. There's a problem in a CEO that doesn't see that as a problem. I, I really do think that you've got people you've got people working for you that are living in their car. I think that's quite that's quite worrying. Is that and I and I don't know. I don't know if anyone here knows the answer to that, but is that because of the the cost of living in California? Like, you know, I don't know what the, the, the price of rent is, for example. Most people rent their their homes in America rather than have mortgages you know is, is that because California itself is is just a very expensive place to live I don't know I, I would imagine that it, it has some effect on it that's for sure because I can't imagine living in and around Los Angeles is ever going to be cheap mm. no um, but again and let's not forget you, have to you take know into the living wage as well in 55 Anaheim was was not was was nothing really it mm. wasn't what it is now um property prices in 55 wouldn't have been anywhere near as, as bad as they are in that area now where uh, that whole community is just boomed under disney and i think now you, you're getting people even in the anaheim area that w- will be potentially working at disney and are not and barely scraping by on their wages and i think i think they've got a real problem i, I do hope that whoever takes over from Iger, it's in my mind, it's either going to be Horn or Chapek at this point. Um, Chapek is is not a good shout, in my opinion, but we'll see what happens. But someone needs to sort it out. Is there much difference, though, with this situation and what we have here at home in terms of, you know, the Tory government? I'm not, don't, I'm not going to get into politics, but that's who's in power at the moment, you know. We have a living wage, yeah, which is not a living wage, because unfortunately, different parts of the country cost different amounts of money. The house that I bought where I live, and I don't live in an affluent area. I don't live that close to London. I live like thirty miles outside of London, um, or, or thereabouts. Um, my house cost me a hell of a lot more than the house you recently bought, Paul. <laughs> Because yeah. of because of where you are in the country, um, you know there is a massive massive divide in the country in terms of um, where it costs to live, which I mean I I get is the same everywhere. So I'm not you know I'm not saying this this situation is unique, but what I'm saying is is that California has a living wage, the UK has a living wage, and the living wage for a huge percentage of the population in England is nowhere near enough to actually live so it's an oxymoron i mean i think yeah, absolutely i think how i see it is disney is no different to the likes of uh, other big companies like apple facebook 
Google and you, you can maybe discount the, the people that work in the Apple stores here, but for the most part, and maybe the people in China making the parts, but for the most part, certainly for people as you're working in Google, you're getting paid a shit ton of money. If you're working at Facebook, you're getting paid a shit ton of money. And Disney is an incredibly pro- profitable company that can afford to pay these people more and it not impact that bottom line whatsoever. So to me, it just sounds like, it, it just looks like they're making a stance not to. Mm. It's, you know, let's ignore the the living wage. I think, you know, my company chooses to pay employees more because, you know, we have a particular set of skills. But... I love a rare appearance from Japanese Liam <laughs> That was more Chinese than Japanese. <laughs> it's got an alter ego. I didn't want to correct it. <laughs> Um, but I think Disney really does have the chance to make this right, and it does seems to be to, to me that they're not they're choosing not to. Mm. It's 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 an interesting one. So I, I thought it was an interesting story. I think it might be yourself, P Dubs, that had, had brought it yeah. up into the group. I'd I'd seen the tweets. I hadn't actually put two and two together about who she actually was. Because I'm sorry, Abigail Disney could be you know. There could be loads of people called Disney on on Twitter just because they're Disney fans. I didn't realise the connection at first, um, but uh, you know, I I think it's an interesting one just because I don't think it's a right or wrong. Um, but at the same time, I don't think people that have far too much money that's undeserved shouldn't throw stones. At the same time, yeah, and I and I give her a juice. It must be difficult saying the company that. Uh her grandfather helped create being in a situation where there's people working for him that that are struggling. It, it can't be great for her um, and that they don't have any influence over the company anymore. Mm. So I can see why she's felt the need to come out. But as you say, she also has a lot of money for actually not doing a lot. Mm. But anyway, I, I thought because that had, that had been kind of rumbling on, it was it was worth debating, and I think that was quite a, an interesting debate. But speaking of uh, debating and things that rile people up a little bit, um, I think we have to go and um, see if there's been anything that's been annoying any particular members of this team recently. Mr. D, that would be me. Mm. So I've got I've got a little bit of a soapbox, bit of a rant. Um, so recently, um, our window has opened up for our ADRs, and it's been uh, two years since we've been at Disney. So I got I got on the My Disney Experience app and managed to get my US reservation number. So that's good. That's a place to start. Um, got that from Disney, phoned them up, no problem, Put, punched that in, and it came up with my reservation. Two weeks, Colorado Springs from the 3rd of October. Great. And then it says, you know, do you want to add other things like dining reservations? So, okay, that's really handy. Click on make a reservation. So you, you think it would take you to the reservation page, 
and and maybe do things like now bear in mind we're talking about what the biggest media company in the world now they must be surely disney certainly you know massive um media company you you think that their interface with the customers would be would be among the best and i guess my experience with the my disney app is that it's the same problems now that were there years ago and you guys have used the app yeah yeah oh yes okay so so just simple things like you go and book so you're in your you're in your plan section of the app and you want to book a dining reservation so you think it would come up with the calendar already set for probably a check-in date right which for us was october the third well no forget that so it's it comes up with today's date right so it knows i'm going to be gone on the third of october and <laughs> yeah. I've, I've gone in there to book a dining reservation in my plan and yet you now have to scroll through every month to get to the time that you're going to go and then you go through um finding a restaurant which is incredibly slow incredibly clunky um takes a long time to get one reservation up when you get a reservation sometimes it crashes sometimes it hangs up and then um you've then got to put in credit card details because you've got a guarantee with a credit card now in case you in case you cancel which is fair enough i've got a problem with that um but it doesn't preload my credit card information that's in my profile and then when i put it in there's a little checkbox that says do you want to do you want to save this to your profile if you check that box it hangs up right it doesn't save the credit card to your profile it just does nothing so and i tried it many times and it was really consistent so you have to leave that unchecked otherwise it won't complete the booking and then of course the next time then you've got to put credit card information in again and it's just there's just lots and lots of little things like that and you think really i mean this is this is the website where they're going to take money from you right so you can buy your mickey's not so scary halloween party tickets there you can book up reservations and i know a lot of people are on free dining but not everybody's on free dining so my soapbox is if there's anybody and i and i, and I have written to disney I did get I did send a, an email so I'll let you know if if I get a response back from Disney on this but if there's anybody listening you know who's who's suffering the same frustrations my my request would be you know tell Disney let them know because otherwise they aren't they aren't going to change it and I just think it's ridiculous that that website has still got the same bugs and flaws in it that I had years and years ago but they're trying to encourage you to use the website rather than call because even when you call, it's a slow process. If you're trying to book up 10 ADRs, which is what I did, and I think, Ryan, you're the same. You've just done the same when yeah. you've gone through that process. It takes a long time to do it on the phone because they go through and they recheck everything, and they're great, but it does take a long time. And so doing it on the app should be fantastic, but it, it took even longer to do it on the app than it did phoning up a human being. And that that shouldn't be right in today's technology so my ask is if there's anybody from disney listening get it fixed and if there's anybody who suffered the same frustrations let disney know so they'll get it fixed because it just makes me mad i i absolutely love the callback there 
I, I have nothing to add. I've got no dog in this fight at all. So I was letting you absolutely get on with it. Um, but I know, Ryan, you've had some similar experiences recently, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, just uh, to back up my point, I literally, I, I, I'm i checking the cellular now and on the desktop uh, website, it's just searching and it's been searching for five minutes. <laughs> the website is just as buggered as the app and it's just a complete shambles. Uh, does this put faith in their new streaming service if they can't even sort out their, their service for one of their resorts? Not really, no. Um they're supposed to be one of the biggest companies in the world, and this service that they have gets worse with every update they roll out to it. And, and I've been using it for, for years now, and it's just yeah. gotten worse and worse. And it's in their best interest to fix it because it is a way for them to make to make money, right? Because yeah. the stuff that you're booking is is stuff that you're paying for. And I just I just don't get it. I don't understand why they're adding more and more functionality to it. Um and yeah, it's still as poor as it is. I mean, when it works, it's amazing. Like when you're in the parks yeah. and you can just add a new fast pass and you can tweak your dining reservations when you're out there and it's yeah. working. It's incredible. And you're thinking, oh my God, this is brilliant. But yeah, you're getting, you're almost getting anxiety attacks, like trying to plan your restaurants for six months time because mm. you can't book what you want to book. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And especially if you're trying to book like something primo, you know, like La Celle or yeah. um, the Boat House or, you know, Cinderella's Royal Table. I mean, I don't think, I doubt anybody books it through the website. Mm-hmm. I bet you most people who try and get those really difficult to get ADRs are on the phone as soon as the lines open on the day, 180 days in advance. I bet you they don't go through the website. If yeah. they do, they're crazy. So that can't be right. So please fix it, Disney. I, I've had I've had dealings with them in the in the last week or so because I'm I'm trying to book for next year. Um, and I I looked the other day, not even realising the free dining was starting the next day. And as I said earlier, I, I'm trying to book a value and then a deluxe club level, in fact, for the second night. Um, before we moved to a villa and I couldn't see any deluxe availability for, and this is not until next October. So I ring them and I said, oh, because of the free dining, we haven't got everything available on the website yet. Mm. And then I said, oh, and we also don't offer club level until about 490 days before. Yeah. But they don't say that anywhere. No. On the website. It's just badly signposted for a better word that it's just not there why it's so difficult to actually say these will be available then these aren't available until further down the line is fair enough but the fact that they're even holding back availability they're making it seem like the resort's busier than it is as well i think so yeah. i i logged in i think was it last thursday something like that when the free dining offer was yeah. released I, I was just having a look because I'm not planning on going next year. Um, if I do get the chance to visit a park next year, it will be Disneyland Paris or, or Tokyo. But I just thought, I'll have a look, see what's going on. It took me five and a half hours to access the website. Yeah. Five and a half hours just to have a look at prices. 
and we're trusting this company to launch a streaming service. It's just a complete joke. Like, what? And it's, we're not talking hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. There were 50,000 people on that website in front of me. I deal with more people than that on some of the websites I do work with, like on an hourly basis. And you're telling me one of the biggest companies in the world can't handle that many people looking at their website. It's insane. And then when I did look, they had about five hotels available. Now, yeah. I'm assuming to most people who maybe haven't been before or who have not been very often, they're like, oh, that's not too bad. But they've got like 30, 25 plus hotels and I can only see five or six of them. That's insane. Yeah. And I've waited five and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet hey, air, oh, I guess. That one, that one hit the mark. Yeah. Now, Ryan, on on a similar kind of note, I know it's been covered ever so slightly in this, but um, you've not been very impressed with the Disney dining options for next year. No, I think that bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, don't sit on the fence. So that's what you really feel. <laughs> I've, I've so I've booked with Disney World every year for I don't know the past uh, twelve years. I want to say. And this this next year's offer is the worst I've ever seen. It's as I said, there was limited availability on hotels. The prices were a rip off, and most of the restaurant, uh, most of the hotels, were only offering the quick service plan, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But that's not what I want to do. I want to do the, the middle plan, which has usually always been available for m some moderate hotels and most uh, and all deluxe. And I was seeing two deluxe hotels available, the Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Grand Floridian, and that was it. Yep. And it's like you're taking you're taking the piss. Because I'm looking for the contemporary is yeah. what we want, so we can watch the fireworks on our night in the club level without having to go in the park. But there's no availability at all because no. they don't want to give it for free dining. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, and also they've reduced the period of free dining that you can actually get next year. So yeah. before. You could get it in October, November as well, uh, which is when I usually go. They've scrapped October completely in now, and November's not in the mix either. So they're really limiting it on when you can take advantage of that offer. And my gut feel is that next year will be the last year we see it. I think so. That's the way they seem to be phasing it out. There's less and less availability in the States as well. Yeah. When you listen to people like the Dears, they're saying we really can't offer you anything. Yeah. When you because think about by the time we get to it, it's gone. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it's a promotion, isn't it? It was it yeah. was designed to help them fill the rooms, particularly in the off season. Well, they they don't need to do that now. They've been successful with all of these other things, and now they've got Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Um, you're gonna cut back on your promotions, aren't you? Because well, also, yeah. 50th anniversary, every room's gonna be full. Yeah. They don't need yeah. to worry about it. Um, at the same time, will that stop people from the UK traveling? No, I think so. No. I think it will. Well, I think it will. I think I think for some people it will maybe reduce the frequency. So instead of going maybe every three years, they'll go every five years, and you know, well, for some yeah, people. absolutely. And there's no it, way I'm going every year if yeah. the free dining stops. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest, you know, because we're we're trying to work out when we can actually go back and what we actually want to do. Um, my my feeling at the moment is to actually go to Orlando 
and spend most of my time at Universal with a few days of Disney because yeah. I can't justify... The, you know, for us to go to Disney for two weeks on property, the four of us, um, you know, we, we because of my son's condition, we can probably get time outside of school holidays to go. But we was like, I looked at this year, I've not looked for, for next year, but we were looking at about six and a half grand for two weeks. Um, no flights, that was just accommodation. And I think it might have, it was either the quick service or whatever the, the moderate dining plan is. Um, and, you know, that's, that's without spending money, that's without um, tips. Because they they all add up as well, mm. um, so you know all in all you're looking at once you've added the flights and stuff like that you're looking at easy ten grand for two weeks. Now we can go out, stay on I Drive or stay you know, a, a Universal property for half that cost, and have you know money to, for a couple of days to go to a couple of Disney parks. Um, but you can't. And that, and that's that's true, but you can, because the, the thing about free dining is it, it isn't really free. No, you know? you're paying for so it. So you're paying for it because you're paying for that. I mean, it's still a good deal, don't get me wrong. If if you're gone for two weeks, you're getting a better hotel and and the dining plan added in. But you can go, you can stay in a value Disney resort and there, and there are definitely different prices for the different value resorts if you look you'll see like all-star sports is different from pop century is different from all-star movies you can stay at something like all-star sports and just pay for your food and it'll be a lot cheaper than staying in a moderate and having free dining it'll be more expensive than staying on iDrive but yeah is a bad example you're right i think think it depends on What you're used to as well. So, like, mm-hmm. um, because I've had free dining for such a long time now, I can never see myself not going to Orlando and not going to, say, the Boathouse or yeah. Homecoming or La Celia. Like, we're planning on going to La Celia three times on our honeymoon. And we would not be able to do that if it wasn't for the dining plan. No, you probably, probably... It's like $150 a, a time. Yeah, you, you think twice about... Of yep. our, certainly their signature restaurants, but in some ways that's not a bad thing because we we went in 2017 and that was the first time we'd been for a long time without free dining. Um, and it was because we got such a really good room rate because Heather was a cast member at that time. Mm. So the room rate was so cheap that we just said, well, we'll, we'll pay for our food and we'll just eat in, in Disney restaurants. And we did. And it, and it didn't, it worked out about the same or less expensive than than if we were on the dining plan. But what we did tend to do was if we wanted to go for a really nice meal, a really nice steak, for example, we probably didn't pay the the, the signature Disney signature prices. We, we we went to steak restaurants outside of Disney once yeah. or twice. You know, and we had a really nice steak there. Um but we still enjoyed a lot of the Disney restaurants, the the one credit restaurants. And actually there are some pretty good quick service options as well. Maybe not for every night, but but for some nights, things like Blaze Pizza and Deluxe Burger and Downtown 
or Disney oh, Springs. Yeah, completely you know, they're 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 really good uh, quick service options. Yeah, deluxe. But I mean, to, for me, I'm seeing this Disney World trip as my kind of our last big swan song at Disney because like it's three weeks, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Disney Dining Plan, and with the Disney Dining Plan, you get alcohol with quick service this year as well. Like I am, I'm going for it. This is yeah. your end game. This is my end game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's kind of similar for me. And that's why we're we're going to do this club level is that this will probably be the last big Florida trip for a while. We're we're likely to head elsewhere after this. Yeah. So we kind of want to try some things that we haven't done before, and and then move on and and do some other stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I say that, but we're planning a trip for 2021. But yeah. that's I can't not be there for the 50th. Yeah. I, I'm I'm going for the 50th. So um, the thing is, I've got a beige eater. You know, one one of you know my son is a beige eater. So, yeah. you know, a a deluxe dining plan, you know, is going to be of no no use to us at all, because yeah. he'll just be eating nuggets the whole time we're there. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I think... Sounds a bit similar to Scrooge. I mean, Dan. Yeah. yeah. He, you know, my, my son is a five-year-old Dan. <laughs> Just talks a hell of a lot less. Actually, saying that, actually, Dan doesn't talk that much either. Um, no. <laughs> but he, he says no words. Um, but, so for me, you know, the, the reason for having the Disney dining is different to everyone else here. Um, and that, that's the thing. I think if you're planning to go out there and you are going to, and there's no reason why you wouldn't want to eat like decent food every night. I'm not saying that, but if that's your plan, if that's why you're going to be doing it, then you might be able to offset it more. But for someone like me, it's probably going to be easier for us to just go without a dining plan or just a quick service one because yeah. it's going to be overkill for anything else. Yeah, that makes sense. I think it's getting to the point where it's like, um, so last year when I went in October, it was cheaper to book our Virgin flights after the sale had finished than it was to book during the sale period. Yeah, yeah. that's mental. Like yeah. how how um, trading standards or whatever they're called don't crack down on them for that is is beyond me. Yeah. Um, because how can you call it a sale when it's cheaper outside of the sale? It's like Black Friday, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Because it depends. Like, if they don't sell as many fights as they were looking to sell during the sale, then yeah. after the sale it gets cheaper or it gets more expensive. Well, it's very easy. I mean, I don't know exactly how it works in, in what the, the limitations are there, but if you look at things like uh, when DFS has a sale, for example, I mean, they always every, have a sale. Every weekend, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, maybe not the best example. But what DFS I mean is... DFS has sales. <laughs> <laughs> but what happens, what happens with, with uh, companies like that is they have to sell something at a certain price for I think it's like thirty days, and at that point, and only one location has to sell that, and then at that point you can then reduce that by fifty percent and say that it's a reduction, yeah. even though it's been the same price or a similar price elsewhere in other branches. If one store sells it at a higher price for a certain period of time, you can then claim it's on sale. It's a much bigger sale than it is. So all Virgin really have to do, potentially, is uh, let, let's say um, you're looking at a sale for Orlando on Virgin and the sale price for a flight is 500 quid. But after sales finishes, that price goes down to 400 quid. 
if before the sale started, the price of that seat was 600 quid, that's a sale. Yeah. That's all they've got to do. All they've got to do is make sure whatever the price is during the sale, it was at least higher than that afterwards. Then when the sale finishes, they can do whatever the hell they want. Sale, all, all it does when someone says something's on sale is it makes you think, I need to buy it now. That's oh, yeah, it. That, that's, that's you know, it, it's marketing 101. That's all it is. Believe you're getting more than you are or convince that you're getting more than you are. And it's you, you need to get it before you lose it. It's all yeah. about the nudge theory. So does that mean, Ra, we're not going to do that episode we were discussing about the Disney dining plan versus not having the Disney dining plan. Oh, we absolutely should do that. I'm a huge advocate of the Disney dining plan. Okay. All right. Well, on a, on a future episode think, of this, after we will be doing that. Yeah. I just think the offer next year is shite mm-hmm. compared to what it's, it normally is. Yeah. I think you're right though. I think you better get used to that. So it's at least going to be cut back for the next couple of years. Yeah. I think after the 50th, um, they may well bring it back. But yeah. we we shall see. Yeah. Yep. All right. Has everyone got everything off their chest? Are we good? We feel relieved, yeah. relaxed? Yeah. Good. I can go to bed happy now. Namaste. Yeah. Um, right. Well, in that case, let's wrap this show up. So uh, thank you guys for for joining me tonight thank you dear listener for for downloading uh if you don't already please subscribe um if you haven't please leave us a review on itunes it's really appreciated and and helps us get recognized a bit more um if you want to hear some more spoilery things uh and reviews and, and whatnot about endgame go and search for pop after dark in your podcast app of choice it's episodes 10 and episodes 11. And I think Craig will want me to record an episode 12 with him at some point. Uh, Cause that's how that goes. Um, download discover DLP new episode comes out this week. Universal after dark has just released a new episode. Uh, the customer's always weird has just done a new episode. Go and listen to other shows in the network. There's plenty of them. There's something there for literally everyone. And I'm surprised we're, we, you kept us in the network after our our fiery Notre Dame special. Did you 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 obviously have not listened to the last Pop After Dark with one of the darkest jokes uh, we, we've <laughs> I haven't done got for a while? I'm going to get to it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and I left it in the edit as well, much to everyone's shock. So uh, we 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 catch up with you. Don't worry. Um, oh, and of course, uh, a new ego's dropping on the first of May. Yes. Which was very fun. I didn't stay until the end, so I'm very excited to see how the episode ended up. But um, that was about video games. So go and listen to that as well. Um, And yeah, we will see you back here in two weeks for another Diz After Dark. Jack, what did you think of Endgame? Uh, No spoilers. It was really good. And Grace said she likes the part one better, Infinity War. Did you say that, Grace? I thought it was absolutely... You liked the first one better? Avenger amazing. Yeah. Avenger amazing. Is that a thing? (laughs) What did you... Out of 100, Jack, what score? 101. 101. What did you think? Come on. Spoilers, Phil. Uh, 80. 80. 80. Take off, Grace. Oh, stop it.
Right, that is the spoiler view. It's the greatest film ever made. I can't wait to talk about it. I might have to record a pop after dark with Nick just to get it all out my system. We're back in the car, we're going home. I might have to call Ghostzilla to talk about it. No, you won't. Why? Because we like you. Kick it! Can't get enough, can't get enough! He's the one, two, Dear listener, now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, oh, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash afterdarknetwork. Here, you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it and thank you for your continued support.